Hey, welcome back to Inside Four Walls. I am your host, James Madison, and we'll be talking about President Biden to end COVID-19 emergencies on May 11th. Now, Biden announced that the pandemic was over quite a few months ago when he was in Detroit, you know, in my home state of Michigan, at the Detroit Auto Show, the first one since the pandemic. And he said, in what was very clearly a, a, a lapse in thought at the time, looked at the journalist on, on 60 Minutes and said, look, he's like, Mr. Biden, you know, this is the first auto show since the pandemic. And since the pandemic, do you think we're coming out of it? And he goes, look around, man. You see people wearing masks. You know, most people aren't wearing masks. Most people are all vaccinated. You know, we don't. Pandemic's over. We're, we're, we're out of it. We're done with it. Everyone's like, are you, and the journalist said, oh, are you saying the pandemic's over? Yeah, yeah, I'm saying it's over. And everyone threw a fit. And I went around to everybody wearing a mask. Like, hey, you know, Biden said the pandemic's over. Bro, relax. It's over. But here we are about to go into February. So you want us to wait till May 11th for a pandemic that ended about a year ago? longer than a year ago the pandemic for me as far as i'm concerned anybody with half a brain's concerned the pandemic ended in 2020 and in 2021 like the latest argument i could humor from the pandemic ended was like middle of 2021 when the mandates got shot down and shit then that as far as i'm concerned when the mandate when the vaccine mandate got shot down the supreme court that was the official end of the pandemic then Joe Biden comes out and just says it's over, and I run around, I'm a little dickhead about it, because I'm just so over the moon, I'm saying, like, wow, I remember going around telling people, I'm gonna start saying it again, I'm happy this meme's gonna become relevant again, you know, I'll talk to people, I know, whoever, I was like, you know what, I'll give Biden a lot more credit than, than I, than I had ever expected, you know, he did a lot more than I thought he would, like, you know, Joe Biden ended the pandemic, yeah, it's over now. You no longer need to wear a mask or get boosters. It's all over now. And they get fucking livid. Like, it's not over. I'm like, oh, are you calling Joe Biden a liar? Because when I said Joe Biden's a liar, y'all got mad at me. It, I just love watching the uh, the gears grind. But let's hop into it. President Joe Biden informed Congress on Monday that he will end the twin national emergencies for addressing COVID-19 on May 11th as most of the world has returned closer to normalcy near three years after they first de- first were declared. Yep. So we're going to scroll down here. The most recent articles on the right are Alabama Today and News 18 India. Mixed factuality, right-leaning uh, bias. The, clo- the most recent high-factuality article on the right is NHK World. Click over here to the center. You have... Uh, News West 9 as the most recent center with a center article with a high factuality rating from 49 minutes ago. Up over here to the left, eight hours ago with the Korea Times. And if you want a high factuality article on the left, you have to go nine hours ago to the Chicago Times. So that being said, we chose, or I chose, News uh, NewsWest9.com. So we'll be going from NewsWest 9 to the uh, Post Millennial, I believe, for our last article after that but that being said let's get through this one shall we biden to end covid19 emergencies on may 11th what a weird arbitrary time why specifically is may 11th the 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 date you're ending it why well i don't understand right because you said the pandemic was over last october you said said it was over now you're saying i'm gonna end it in may man trust me so we have to wait february march 
April, then May. We have to wait three whole months and today for you to end the pandemic that the entire world sees as being over already. Clown. I, 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 there's something bigger to this. There's something more behind the scenes. There has to be. What a weird, arbitrary date that can't be weird and arbitrary. The government will treat the virus as an endemic threat to public health. It's been that for the longest time. That can be managed through agencies. Normal authorities. Oh, so we're going to announce the expansion of government. Got it. Now, what's this video say? If it wants to load. President Biden has informed Congress he will end the national emergencies for addressing COVID-19. It will become effective on May 11th. Ending this national emergency, by the way, is a big deal in the public health emergency declarations will lead to changes. Yeah, that's nice. Are you actually going to play the clip of the president talking? No, it's just your clown ass running your fucking mouth. Got it. Okay, so a complete and utter waste of my fucking time. Neat! Though, I, I, I wonder, if the pandemic's ending, that would have to mean the free handouts of poison, I mean clot sh I mean the vaccine, would probably come to an end too, or no, I'm probably getting ahead of myself. They're probably going to fucking, in perpetual, perpetu uh, perpetuity, or uh, whatever, I'll invent words, I guess. Uh, I thought, I figured the government was going to perpetually give free handouts to lazy fucks. Uh, and I was fine with them handing out the vaccine for free because the people taking that shit, I think America's better off without them anyway. So they should get fully vaccinated and maintain their boosters and keep up to date until, you know, they're not with us anymore. But if the government hypothetically does end the pandemic, I would want them theoretically to, well, not theoretically, I would want them to quit. I wanted them to quit this for a while, but I'd want them to quit paying for all the COVID shit, all the free vaccines and all that dumb shit. And you make these assholes pay for their own vaccine. Watch, you're gonna have people go on Twitter and start crying. He's gonna take away my vaccine, man. I can't afford to take these vaccines, man. Oh my god. You're gonna throw a big old bitchy hissy fit. You know what? I just thought about it. what if May what what if in May, on May eleventh, is when all the contracts Trump signed with the pharmaceutical companies comes to an end? Maybe we'll explain on that later, huh? From the AP, you know, the butt wipe of the left published January 30th, 2023, updated at 7.35 p.m., only about four hours, two and a half hours after this was first uploaded on January 30th, 2023. Again, Washington President Joe Biden informed Congress on Monday that he will end the twin national emergencies for addressing COVID-19 on May 11th. As most of the world has returned closer to normalcy nearly three years after they were first declared. The move to end the national emergency and public health emergency declarations would formally restructure the federal coronavirus response to treat the virus as an endemic threat to public health that can be managed through agencies. Normal authorities. That's just a wild thought, actually. So Joe Biden, literally the month before the midterm elections, says, oh yeah, the pandemic's over, man, and the left ended it by the vaccine rollout and everything, right? So he publicly says it's over right before a midterm election. And then in May, right, we'll only be a couple months away from the elections because May, June, July, August, September, November, that's five months away from presidential election season. So 
Maybe his announcement on May 11th will be, I have ended the pandemic, man, and to continue my good work, I'm going I'm, to I'm, I'm run for Senate. I, I mean, I mean, baby, I mean, dog, well, I'm going I'm, to I'm be the thing, man. I'm going to run again, 20, 28, uh, tw- 28's too old for me. Uh, 24, 24, man, I'm going to run for president in 24 again. May, my running mate will be... Gonna make a, a, a fucking Jack Bauer joke, but I fucking lost my ability to hold it together and chuckled too early anyway. Oh, fucking well. Well, well that's what it is, right? End the pandemic five months out. Bef- uh, you make a big national address of the pandemic's over months before the election and then run on that? But I don't imagine that that's gonna yield much results for you. Uh, but all right. It's just a thought I'm having. The move to end the national emergency and public health uh, health uh, declarations would formally restructure the federal coronavirus response to treat the virus as an endemic threat to public health that can be managed through agencies agencies normal authorities so no more free vaccines hopefully it comes as lawmakers have already ended elements of the emergency that kept millions of americans insured during the pandemic combined with the drawdown of most federal COVID-19 relief money. Uh, you mean stolen money that was distributed amongst people without permission. It would also shift the development of vaccines and treatments away from the direct management of the federal government. That's nice. Doubt it, though. The Biden announce- Biden's announcement comes in a statement opposing the resolutions being brought to the floor this week by House Republicans to bring emergency- uh, emergencies to an immediate end. House Republicans are also gearing up to launch investigations on federal government's response to COVID-19. Then-President Donald Trump's Health and Human Service Secretary Alex Azar first declared a public health emergency on January 31st, 2020, and Trump later declared the COVID-19 pandemic a national emergency. That marked the emergencies have been re- uh, repeatedly extended by Biden since he took office in January 2021 and are set to expire in the coming months. The White House said Biden plans to extend them both briefly to the end of May. What is going to change so drastically between now and May? The only, like I said, the only thing I can think of for why May 11th or any time in May, like, such a weird specific date. It's probably because he's going to announce formally he's running for president right after he declares that he alone ended the pandemic, when there should never really have been a pandemic to begin with. There should never have been lockdowns to begin with. There should never have been a rush vaccine to begin with. There's so many things that shouldn't have been there to begin with that, at least to me, when he announces, it's over, man, I'm going to be like, I never respected the beginning of it in the first place, cunt. But let's move on. Quote, an abrupt end to the emergency declarations would create wide-ranging chaos and uncertainty throughout the health care system. Y'all didn't have that same concern when Obamacare was forced in. Just saying. Keep your doctor. You know who's allowed to keep their doctor. For states, for hospitals, and doctor's offices, and most importantly, the tens of millions of Americans who overwhelmingly did not want that shit. The Office of Management and Budget wrote in a statement of administration policy more than 1.1 million people in the u.s have died from covid19 since 2020 yeah yeah now let's address that number right that that special little number 
of 1.1 million people in the U.S. have died from COVID since 2020, according to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, including about 3,700 last week. Let me show you a couple things about these numbers and why they're bullshit. First off, this is the U.S. exclusively. Nowhere else, just the U.S. That's what I have it set to. So, as of right now, there have been just over 100, 102 million cases of COVID, right? COVID, just people having COVID, over 100, 102 million people. Of that 102 million people, less than 1% died of COVID. Less than 1% of the people in this country, as of the numbers we have right now, died of COVID. 1.11 million people. Nowhere, not even 2 million people, right? That would be more akin to an actual 1%. Less than 1% of the people who got COVID in this country died. And even then, we know as a fact that it was a practice to count dying with COVID as a death from COVID. So when you add that factor into it, because we have the New York uh, the New York Surgeon General, and we had tons of hospitals coming out saying, yeah, our protocol is if you come in with COVID, we mark you as dying from COVID. And this also triggered all kinds of lawsuits because families had family members or families had family members die of on paper COVID when really they were shot or had a car accident. And all of a sudden, there's insurance. Their insurance companies are like, "Oh yeah, we're not covering this cost. Draw out of pocket for that one, buddy. Sorry." Yeah, there should never have been a lockdown. The pandemic and, and all these research studies since then. So if you're like, "Well, the pandemic, 1.1 million people dead because we did a lockdown." All right, cuck. Watch this and fuck you. And it gets much worse than that not only should there not have been a lockdown in the first place because it's the, even if these 1.1 million people actually died from covid percentage wise you compare how many people just a year get get the flu in this country and then die from it the flu percentage wise killed more people right so Surely, well, the only reason why the death count's so low is because the uh, the lockdowns and keeping everybody at home and masking up stopped it, man. No, no, you're fucking wrong, you boot-licking jackboot cunt. You're completely off your fucking skis. Now, let's hop over here to real clear science, right? Leaning. Well, they're an extension of real clear politics. So, let's just go through this real fast, shall we? Great. Yeah, I saw one. Of my, you saw two of my email accounts. Now you're gonna sign me up for all these horrible, e- horrible email things. Ah, I don't care. Let's stop pretending about the COVID nineteen vaccine by Buzz Hollander, Doctor, August twenty third, twenty twenty one. Right when this shit rolled out, the rapid decay of the narrative too around this one. As a family physician, I spent my days dispensing advice. I mean, there's the occasional cast skin biopsy or shot most of my patients are seeing me for medical counsel never have i been asked about more than one subject so much as the covid 19 vaccines and never have i seen so much doubt and confusion among a group of smart well-educated people interpreting the reality of the effectiveness of these vaccines is complicated it is warning it is waning with time Weakened against Delta unknown when coupled with prior infections and may not improve with boosters. But there is new, often murky data emerging every day speaking the truth about the vaccines. However, should not be that hard. 
We have to be willing to adapt to new data, even when it does not fit neatly into prior messaging. That's where institutions went, ar went astray. I understand the desire for public health officials to spearhead by, spearheaded by the CDC to install confidence in the COVID-19 vaccines. They remain the most expedient path to minimize the suffering inflicted by this pandemic. This was a pathetic, weak pandemic. The initial phase, right, the, the, when it comes to virus, the first generation is always the most infective, at least when nature's allowed to take its course and mankind to go playing games like God in the background. But when viruses are left there, the first wave is always the most fucking dangerous. And then it slowly but surely becomes more transmissible and far weaker as it evolves. Because viruses don't want to kill you. The last thing a virus ever wants to do is kill its host. Because when a host dies, it dies with it. That's not a virus's goal. And for the expanded path to minimize the suffering inflicted by this pandemic. Uh, no, ending the lockdowns is what would have lifted them, buddy. But however, by taking on the role of no nuanced vaccine cheerleaders, they left everyone in a worse situation. Patients and doctors looking to the CDC for guidance in decision making received low quality or dated information. The mainstream media is stuck between reporting public health dictates as valid while being unable to resist doom and gloom reports of vaccine failures that sell ad space. The obvious gap between what the CDC says and what we see here and read has left a large space for grifters, self-styled experts, and conspiracy theorists to drive, especially among large groups of vaccine-hesitant and vaccine-terrified Americans. The whole thing might have gone better had we just stuck to telling the truth as we knew it. Now we're going to scroll down here just a little bit to the part where it says, let's stop pretending vaccines are 90% effective. We're not going to spend too long on here. The real-world effectiveness of the Moderna and Pfizer mRNA vaccine appears to be sinking like a stone. We started with 94-plus percent within two months of the vaccination and, uh, of vaccination and against the original SARS-CoV-2 strain. The Israel-Pfizer data roughly confirmed this degree of effectiveness in initial real-world studies, but then waning happened. Well, remember a little thing that got kind of thrown to the back of our heads and we uh, just act like it wasn't a thing. What the hell? And we act just like it wasn't a thing. Sorry. Give me one second here. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Weird text. Um, we were receiving reports that it was a leaky vaccine, meaning it was rapidly deteriorating in its sealed packaging. Um, so, you know, vaccines and medicines in their bottles and sealed things, they, they, they stay fresh. But if there's a issue with the product, it will start to go bad regardless of its vacuum sealed status. So it decays and rots like it's leaky or exposed to the elements when it's not. It is just a faulty fucking product. And don't forget, how many times did Johnson & Johnson, Moderna, AstraZeneca, and Pfizer had their vaccines recalled? Johnson & Johnson specifically had like the most recalls of any of the vaccines out there. Then Johnson & Johnson, AstraZeneca, and Merck and Moderna vaccines started getting banned from continents and countries alike. So within two months of, vac uh, of vaccination against the original SARS-CoV, the uh, data roughly this 
uh, condemned, uh, let's see, the Israel Pfizer data roughly confirmed this degree of effectiveness in initial real-world studies, but then the waning happened, the, and Delta happened, pre-Delta, Delta wasn't shit, and everything after the original COVID spread wasn't shit either, but fear-monger, even in the midst of debunking yourself, but alright. And what happened pre-Delta? We see that Pfizer, uh, final studies, but, oh, sorry, final efficiency data from their trials dropped from 97% at two months to 84% by five to six months after full vaccination Moderna with its higher doses dipped more uh, more modestly to 92%, although we might expect this number to fall soon enough since Moderna tells us their, us, their neutralizing antibodies are sagging by six by the six month point. Unfortunately, the real world data is far from dam is far more damning. Right now, we have two widely cited studies claiming 87 88 percent effectiveness for Pfizer against symptoms infe- uh, symptomatic infection from Canada to the UK. Both studies, however, ended in May. <laughs> Funny. In countries that's uh, spaced their two doses out by two to three months, leading to short windows after full vaccination. What about studies of total infection rates, including asymptom- asymptomatic infections? So we are a, a bit apples to oranges here. Concluding in July, places with only a three-week long uh, lag between Pfizer shots uh, a quarter of fifty, a quarter of fifty-six percent. Uh, Mayo Clinic, U.S. forty-two percent, and Israel thirty-nine percent. Interestingly, the uh, Quatar eighty-five percent and the Mayo seventy-six percent data uh, for Moderna were more positive at the time. Uh, and time will let us more will uh, tell us more about Moderna's durability. It's important to note that the real-world data is inherently messy. Vaccinate, uh, vaccinated people might just be different than their unvaccinated case controls in the in the study, but when the same pattern crops up with different investors, investigators in multiple countries, it's probably real. And now there's a reason why I'm reading an article from nearly two years ago, right? Like like I said, we go up here August twenty third, twenty twenty one. There's a reason why I'm reading this one because even back then. The science was showing that these politicians and the vaccines and all this stuff was probably bunk. And I'll show you where it currently sits. And it's so much worse than even this article initially thought it was with the, you know, with the information they had at the time. Uh, we made pharaohs of the unvaccinated. Oh, sorry. We made pariahs of the unvaccinated as menaces to the public good. Even if this might not be the most effective form of public health messaging, perhaps this made statistical sense, at least when we believe that the mRNA vaccines to reduce all... <laughs> I got monoclonal antibodies, bitch. Fuck you. Now, sorry, uh, mRNA vaccines to reduce all inf- infections, including asymptomatics by 90%. Culped with limited data from a UK study which showed household contacts of someone with a vaccine breakthrough breakthrough infections were about half as likely to develop COVID-19 as contacts of the unvaccinated person 
who became infected, it was reasonable to estimate that vaccinated people were almost 20 times more likely to transmit SARS-CoV-2 than the unvaccinated people. This assumption led to the CDC's recommendation that vaccinated people could drop their masks. Unfortunately, the times, they are changing. The CDC famously reversed course on masks for unvaccinated. For the unvaccinated data has been mixed, but several recent reports suggest that the viral loads of, the, uh, of those with vaccine breakthrough infections are akin to the unvaccinated, meaning vaccines are making no fucking differences statistically on the spread of COVID, meaning vaccines are making no change. This YouTube video is gonna. Be, this video on YouTube is gonna be out of trouble. I'll, I'll upload it and see what happens. But this means the vaccines and the lockdowns were a waste of fucking time because the lockdowns didn't stop. And this is again from 2021, towards the end of 2021, but still from 2021. And they're saying studies are showing the lockdowns did nothing. The lockdowns were worse, and more people got sick. And the vaccines are not stopping the spread either. Don't you feel good about complying? If you complied, and if you didn't, hey, what's poppin'? Be you real. Anyway, let's see. Changing reports. Uh, masks. Uh, sorry. Unfortunately, the times they are changing, the CDC famously reversed course on masks for the unvaccinated data has been mixed, but several recent reports suggest that the viral loads of, the, of those with vaccine breakthrough infections are akin to the unvaccinated. A rough, a thorough study from Singapore showed that vaccinated cases dropped their viral loads faster, but viral loads were identical in day one through five when logically we might think more transmission takes place. Lacking a proper household transmission study post-Delta, it's simply not good science to assume that the unvaccinated spread less uh, sorry, that the vaccinated spread less COVID than uh, once they get infected. From a societal perspective, it is reasonable to discriminate between the... Un no, it's not. I will not even humor that. Um, from the societal perspective, is it reasonable to discriminate between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated given this data? My second Pfizer shot was seven months ago. And uh, an unvaccinated person without prior immunity is probably now only twice as likely to be infected as I am, but I can walk into a bar in New York or uh, New York City or Paris for a drink and a VA hospital or Mayo Clinic for work, and they cannot. <laughs> Ooh, elite bourgeoisie attitude. Vaccine mandates and vaccine passports are often justified as necessary uh, as in, <laughs> they were never justified as far as I was concerned. And uh, if I feel this, this, uh, this author is, is on my side with this one. Vaccine mandates and vaccine passports are also ESG uh, testing phase. Hello. Are often justified as necessary to reduce transmission of contagious disasters. But I don't think the evidence is adequate at this point to make this claim. For the COVID-19 vaccines, the substantial outbreaks in exponentially well-vaccinated places like Israel, Malta, and Vermont make it clear that pushing up vaccination rates does not guarantee control of COVID-19. Of course, the other justification for requiring COVID-19 vaccines is to limit the suffering and strain on society by reducing 
uh, severe diseases here, the legal and ethical questions are complex, and we must ask ourselves, is a potentially, mod uh, is a potentially modest increase in vaccination rates worth the stress vaccine requirements entail? Hmm. Now, here's a fun one, right? From 2021. Think about all the things we know now about the vaccine. 2021. Let's stop pretending that it's rare for vaccinated people to develop severe COVID or die. I cringe when I read Dr. Anthony Fauci, CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, or Surgeon General Vivek Murthy. Uh, Remind us that 97% of new COVID hospitalizations or 99% of COVID-19 deaths are among the unvaccinated. I know the message is well-intentioned. Quote, vaccines will protect you from severe disease, so go get vaccinated. The problem is, <laughs> yeah, well, the vaccine didn't do shit. Uh, again, the unvaccinated aren't dying. <clears throat> Quote, the vaccine will protect you from severe disease, so go get vaccinated. The problem is when the message is not quite true. We saw this in the UK, where deaths among vaccinated went from rare to two-thirds of all Delta variant deaths by July. We saw this in Israel, where literally not fully vaccinated people died of COVID-19 for entire... Uh, hold on, did I miss something? Um... We saw this in Israel, where literally no fully vaccinated people... Okay, no fully vaccinated people died of COVID for an entire for entire weeks in June, but by August, over 60% of the severely ill were fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Sounds like it stopped it, didn't it? This is not evidence for the vaccine failure, but those commentators who willfully misunderstand the base rate uh, fallacy like to portray it as such. The reality is that Israel is so heavily vaccinated, especially among the elderly, that severe illness and death among the vaccinated will not, uh, will not be rare or even uncommon. But hold on, you gotta remember, we were told that the vaccine, at this point, all the government sources were telling us, the vaccine stopped you from getting COVID. It stopped the spread, according to these people. Mmm. Oops. During a heavy or high prevalence wave, like they are having now, they will, however, be less common on per, uh, less common per capita by uh, basis than among the unvaccinated. About six times less common, as I write this. Here in the U.S., there should be no shock value to reports of fully vaccinated people falling gravely ill with COVID-19. No vaccine is perfect, and half the population is fully vaccinated. However, however. Many vaccine cheerleaders helped create an aura of perfection when it comes to their touting of the vaccine trials. Quote, not a single death or hospitalization in the vaccine arms uh, in the vaccine arms due to COVID-19 in over 75,000 patients, uh, 75,000 participants. Even without the arrival of Delta and the Rec uh, recognition of waning immunity, no reasonable person would would imply that there would be no deaths or hospitalization once applied to 200 million participants. From this expectation of bulletproof immunity, much of the public now feels betrayed. And now we're going to hop over here, right, to the John Hopkins University study at the John Hopkins website. 
A John Hopkins study says, quote, ill-founded COVID-19, uh, COVID lockdowns did more harm than good. I will get to the original article of this episode, I promise. Stop killing small businesses. Absolutely. By Rick Mayer. The researchers say lockdowns had no noticeable effects on reducing COVID-related deaths and a devastating effect on economies and social ills. Researchers at John Hopkins University have concluded that the lockdowns have done literally have done little to reduce COVID deaths, but have found devastating effects on the economies and numerous social ills. The study entitled quote, a literature review and meta-analysis of the effects of lockdowns on COVID-19 mortality. Said lockdowns in Europe and the U.S. reduced COVID-19 deaths by 0.2%. Shelter-in-place orders were also effective at reducing mortality rate by 2.9%, the study says. Mmm, cute. Don't believe you, but okay. And then are you factoring like the suicides and shit in that too? Quote, we find no evidence that lockdown, lockdowns, school closures, border closures, or limiting limited gatherings had a noticeable effect on COVID-19 mortality. The researchers wrote in the report issued Monday, the study concluded that lockdowns are ill-founded and should be rejected as pandemic policy as a pandemic policy instrument quote they have no they have contributed to reducing economic activity raising unemployment reducing schooling causing political unrest and contributing to domestic violence and undermining liberal democracy the report says well it's a good thing we don't live in a democracy isn't it Hear that one retard saying, we totally live in a democracy. Nobody. No, we don't. But okay, lol. The study was written by John, by Jonas Herbie, Lars John Hung, and Steve H. Henkel. On of the Johns Hopkins Institute for Applied Economics, Global Health, and the Study of Business Enterprise. Read the study below. Uh, this will be in the description below. I will... If I can, be able to translate this to an audiobook format. But that is the end of this article. Interesting read. Lockdowns made no noticeable difference. And medical professionals and scientists the world over now are saying they should be rejected going forward. Now, interesting that, right? Now, what's this article right here from the Western Journal? John Hopkins docs says natural immunity is 27 times more effective than vaccines by Elizabeth Schaffer. October 8th, 2021, the Biden administration's refusal to acknowledge the re uh, relevance of natural immunity in the fight against COVID-19 is becoming glaring. The administration that constantly insists that they are following the science is actually engaging in willful blindness, hell-bent on enforcing their own COVID-19 vac COVID, uh, vaccine mandate. They deliberately ignore every scientific study that finds natural immunity to be superior to vaccine immunity. Yeah, even when they were only doing one dose within within about a month of that dose coming out, control groups are already showing, yeah, our vaccinated population, they've all got COVID. Meanwhile, the people who had COVID with no vaccine, they're not getting COVID again. What's going on? And, and we found out that, like, in hindsight, like, 98% of the people who got Mu and Omicron, the Delta variant, they were all vaccinated. And studies are starting to suggest that Mu and the Delta variant 
only exist because they mutated within the body of a vaccinated host. So the vaccinated ended up becoming super spreaders. And we will read that shit soon too. That's right. The vaccinated walking around, they're the super spreaders. They're the ones giving COVID, not to us, but to each other. That's funny. John Hopkins University School of Medicine professor Dr. Marty Macri appeared as a guest on Thursday's edition of Morning Wire, a podcast hosted by The Daily Wire. Quote, the data on natural immunity are now overwhelming. Markey told The Morning Wire, quote, it turns out that uh, the hypothesis that our public health leaders had uh, had that vaccinated immu- had that vaccinated immunity is better and stronger than natural immunity was wrong. They got it backwards, and now we've got data from Israel showing that natural immunity is 27 times more effective than vaccinated immunity, and that supports 15 other studies. Ooh, despite despised by the left for his criticism of. The vaccine mandate. Markey finds it bizarre that natural immunity is not seen as legitimate in the eyes of the U.S. government. Quote, it's ruining lives of it's ruining the lives of people who are getting fired. He said, quote, nurses who are heroes and now getting laid off soldiers who are getting dishonorably discharged. Now they've got immunity. It's just not the type that our public health officials have sanctioned. And that's exactly what it is too. this failure of government, not failure of science, he declared, but quote, but how about some flexibility? How about recognizing natural immunity and allowing those who have uh, circulating antibodies to get credit? That's how they do it in parts of Europe. That's how they do it in Israel. Mark uh, McCary, yeah, McCary said the recent drop-off in COVID-19 cases can be attributed to both tens of millions of Americans who have already had the virus and those who have been vaccinated. That last part of that sentence does not hold so much up to hindsight, but okay. But the first part, solid on the money still. The government refuses to acknowledge that natural immunity acquired from having COVID. Yeah, because they found in studies that um, having COVID once offered you better protection than one dose of the vaccine and they found in studies that people who had more and more boosts of the vaccine had a increasingly uh had, had an increasingly decreased ability to be protected from the virus by the vaccine meanwhile natural immunity seems to just keep getting stronger with time because it's like you know a natural fucking part of your body whereas the other one's like a drug that has you know like like all drugs it wears off but the physiology of your body being able to build an immunity to it is like permanent you know so you're like you know in your late 50s your mid 50s and you start having cell decay which probably worked out the system by the time i get there so yeah if we got there acquired from having um let's see the government's refusal refuses to acknowledge that the natural immunity acquired from having had covid19 has played a has uh let's see has played any role at all in moving us closer and faster to the desired goal of herd immunity. McCary is essentially saying natural immunity has played an numerous role. Absolutely, its impact is immeasurable. And what's funny is pre-vaccine and pre-Biden election, 
And the left is the one saying, you need Trump's vaccine, man. Natural immunity will protect you. Are you stupid? And then all of a sudden, something clicked, and they forgot about natural immunity, and that they liked it. And all of a sudden, they turned on it super quickly. This point is compelling and has been underreported. Quote, that decline in new cases of COVID is really natural immunity kicking in, Makari explained. Quote, what we're seeing is that when a very few people in a population are susceptible, that uh, that is almost everybody has an entire has entered, or sorry, has either had COVID or the vaccine. You do see this rapid decline. It's basically a uh, part of herd immunity kicking in. He believes, quote, we're done with the surges. What we may see is uh, what we may see is bumping cases seasonally depending on pockets of the country where there's low immunity rates and remember breakthrough infections uh, breakthrough infections are real they will happen but they will have downgraded uh, covid from a major <laughs> from a major public health threat to a mild common cold or cold like uh, likeness first off there were never any call for the lockdowns. This thing, COVID was not the threat we all want, the government wanted you to think it was. Just didn't exist. Now, I can, this guy's taking us to it from like a little, just about a year ago now, right? So I, I can almost understand where he's maybe coming from, but see, the thing about natural immunity versus the vaccine is natural immunity doesn't come with blood clots, myocarditis, pericarditis, Bell's palsy, um, aneurysm, stroke, seizures, uh, paralysis, sudden adult death syndrome, uh, miscarriages, deformities, so on and so forth. Like, there's a whole list of things that, you know, natural immunity just doesn't cause what the vaccine seems to be directly linked to. So, interesting take. But, but... Give it enough time, a couple months from now, probably like, I'll say six months from now, it will be fully out there in the world that the vaccines are exactly the evil that we think they are. But we'll see. He believes we're done with surges, infections, countries. We may see that cases, uh, we may see a bump in cases seasonally depending on pockets of the country where there's low immunity rates. And remember, breakthrough infections are real. They will happen, but they have downgraded covid from major public health threat, which it never was, to a mild common cold-like illness, which it always already was. Makari feels that the vaccines are safe and that complications are exceedingly rare. Right. I know a few people who might disagree with that assessment. At any rate, Makari told the Morning Wire, quote, when I talk to doctors nationwide, it's pretty clear that vaccine-related complications are exceedingly rare. Mm, press X to doubt. And the vaccines we have are safer than any other vaccines we've ever had in the past. And I think if you're on the fence about getting vaccinated, you want to do it right now, like today, because we are getting to a point where it's so contagious. It's ripping through the population pretty quickly. Yeah, that's what happens when a virus, you know, gets closer and closer to its, you know, final evolution or, you know, its mainstay evolution where it'll be stuck at for a long time. Uh, it gets more and more transmissible, but less dangerous. The consequences of the government's rejection of natural immunity 
as a valid reason to skip the vaccine has become apparent through the country, particularly in the healthcare industry and at all levels of law enforcement. Democrats pushing Biden's misguided, blanketed vaccine mandate all parrot the same old tired lines. We follow the science. That's nonsense. It has nothing to do with science and everything to do with politics, the politics of power and control. Uh, in a September op-ed published in the Washington Post, ugh, Macari wrote, quote, It's okay to have an innocent scientific hypothesis, er, incorrect scientific hypothesis, but when new data proves it wrong, you have to adapt. Unfortunately, many elected leaders and public health officials have held on too far long, held, have held on far too long to the hypothesis that natural immunity offers unreliable protection against COVID-19, a contagion that is being rapidly debunked by science. And it's funny you said, because so much of what you've said in this article has been debunked by science, but we're going to read the last little bit, this little blurb right here, and then we're going to wrap this up. He cited recent 700,000-person Israel study, which found that those who had recovered from COVID-19 were 27 times more likely to get a second symptomatic COVID infection than those who were infected. Now, mind you, since this article was written, Joe Biden got vaccinated, and in the course of a month, he tested positive for COVID three times. Now, he probably just had the same case of COVID, but they kept saying, oh, he's over it. He returned to work a couple days later. Look at that. It's amazing. Probably because Trump beat COVID in less than three days. Trump beat COVID in a day and a half and then spent another day and a half at the hospital because the doctors told him he needed to stay for further research and, like, you know, examination. And immediately, when he got out of office, what do you do? He walked up to the podium, straight into the microphone, took the mask out, threw it into his pocket, and smirked at the camera. And I think it was about that point the media started panicking because Donald Trump met every criteria for the exact person who they said COVID should kill. Fat, old, out of shape, pre-existing respiratory problems, and a junk food diet. Trump checks all these boxes. Trump's asthmatic as hell. He's also a germaphobe, meaning his immune system is weaker than the average American, I'd assume because of being a germaphobe. Constantly hand sanitizing and whatnot. I don't know, man. When, when Trump pulled, beat COVID that quickly and returned to work like nothing happened, just took a weekend off, basically, the press had to figure out a way to figure it out. And a lot of people I knew, that was sort of when they realized, oh, this pandemic's just a lot of bullshit, right? Because there's no reason why Trump didn't die. Like, like if it was as bad as they told me it was, he, he should have been done for. A lot of people thought he was because of his diet and his physique and everything. Nope. Not in the slightest. But move on. Uh, we're 27 times more likely to get a second symptomatic, a symptomatic COVID infection than those who were vaccinated. The results of Israel of the Israel study, Mark, he wrote, confirmed uh, that findings of Cleveland Clinic study released in June, none of the healthcare workers who had previously contracted the virus were reinfected. Meanwhile, all the ones who were vaccinated were reinfected severely. Lol. <laughs> The research team concluded that individuals who have had SARS-CoV-2 infections are unlikely to benefit from the COVID-19 vaccination. And the Cleveland Clinic's results, he noted, affirmed the conclusion of a Washington University study conducted in May, which found that, the, uh, that even a mild uh, COVID infection resulted in long-lasting immunity. Maybe... It's time for the Biden administration to take politics out of it and actually look 
at the signs. And that's where we're going to stop reading this. It, it, of course, goes on. Now, we're just going to wrap it up here at this point. But we're not done yet. We're not done yet. Before we get back and let Joe Biden and the Shields finish what they were saying, let's hop over to the New York Post real quick. What's this article here? CNN analysts slammed after writing COVID deaths are being overcounted. Two and a half years late. January 14th, 2023. CNN medical analyst and WAPO columnist Dr. Lena Wen bitch admitted in a column friday and she knowingly lied about this in the past too uh that the medical community is overcounting the amount of covid deaths and hospitalizations so again less than one percent of the american population that was infected with covid died of covid and that's what's on books already one point let's 1.1 1.11 million people right or basically 1.1 million now damn if they're already counting that, and those are the officials that we're working with, that means even less people die from COVID. And more people, as I said before, died with, and it's a well-reported fact, even in the New York Post, especially the New York Post, actually, that hospitals were told by health guidelines set by the federal government to count dying with COVID as dying from COVID. I'd be willing to bet that at bare minimum, half half of the number of covid deaths we have in this country were actually covid deaths i bet half of them literally half of that million right so i'm willing to bet 500 and 500,500 uh 500, people died from covid up to this point that's the money that's the bet i'm willing to put on that's the ballpark estimate i'm willing to put out there and just like with China, man, well, look at China, maybe people are collapsing. They also had, like, buildings pumping gas to cleanse the cleanse the, the pathogens. Like, they have drones all over China spraying bleach into people's faces. Like, you can look this up, it's kind of funny. Right, so, don't even look at me. China is an entirely separate entity. Disease, death, and famine have always been a commonplace in China. Well, commonplace since the communists took over. Thanks, Chairman Mao. But... Uh, Colin providing her observations on the pandemic masking and other COVID-related subjects, citing sources claiming that most patients diagnosed with COVID are actually in the hospital for some other illness. Wh what? You don't say. The article is titled, quote, We are overcounting COVID deaths and hospitalizations. That's a problem. Wen's observation prompted readers on Twitter to complain, stating that it's Two and a half years late. And up until oh, about just about two years ago, up until like maybe last year, when was publishing all the hit pieces in the world. <laughs> Not sure where the article is directed, but I ridiculed the shit out of her for saying the dumbest shit about natural immunity in 2020, early 2022, I think. I don't think Afghanistan had fallen yet, so that would have had to have been 2021. Anyway, anyway, when the observations, uh, sorry, yep. When observa Wen's observations prompted readers on Twitter to complain two years late, Wen began her column with some apparent skepticisms about the CDC's latest COVID-19 death stats. According to the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, the United States is experiencing around 400 COVID deaths every day. At the rate, at that rate, there would, there would be nearly 150,000 deaths per year. But 
are these Americans dying from COVID or with COVID? We already know the answers. We have brains here and we know the fucking answers. The doctor claimed that, quote, understanding this distinction is crucial to putting the counting toll of the coronavirus into perspective. (laughs) Hmm. Determining how likely it is an infected uh, an infection will result in hospitalization or death helps people weigh their own risks. Uh, yeah, the number one thing that killed people when they went in the hospitals from COVID was the fucking respirators and the ventilators. And right here, Tracy Hogue, MD, PhD, spring 2021, had good evidence that less than 40% of COVID uh, admissions were incidental. Uh, 2021, Denmark announced they'd disting- they'd uh, distinguish with versus the COVID hosp from COVID hosp. COVID plus deaths in DK in 2022, 60 to 70% of incidental. Amazing how long it has taken the US to accept this is a problem. Blow it out. Ah. She spoke to two infectious disease experts when, who told her they believe, quote, the numbers of deaths attributed to COVID is far greater than the actual number of people dying from COVID. Mm-hmm. Mentioning the first, she wrote, quote, Robin Derletter, Der an attending physician at Emony uh, Decatur Hospital and the former president of Georgia's chapter of Infectious Disease Society of America estimates that his hospital, 90% of the patients diagnosed with COVID, are actually in the hospital for some other illness. Uh, Duretler told the analyst, quote, since every hospitalized patient gets tested for COVID, many are uh, incidentally positive. When noted, how people with gunshot wounds or other Ill- or other serious illnesses often tested positive for the virus and wrote, quote, if these patients die, COVID might get added, might, it did. Anyway, quote, if these patients die, COVID might get added to their death certificate along with the other diagnosis. But the coronavirus was not the primary contributor to their death and often played no role at all so translation people were counted as dying from covid when really they died with derettler admitted this contribution to quote imprecise reporting on covid deaths and hospitalizations which he added did not come from the place of bad intent bullshit maybe not in your specific case but everyone else's yes he denied that there was any conspiracy behind it to exaggerate coronavirus numbers for some nefarious purpose. Uh, Fear-mongering and driving a Bradens. CNN had a COVID death counter, which turned out to be a random number generator, for fuck's sake. And they got sued out the ass for it. And now they're going bankrupt and losing their business, and Sazlav can't save the network. Lol. They just hired Bill Maher. That's not going to save them. But okay. About 30% of the total hospitalizations with COVID primarily attributed to the virus in Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, When also citing infectious disease physician Sierra Doran, who figured out that in recent months, only about 30% of total hospitalizations with COVID were primarily attributed to the virus. In Massachusetts hospitals, for example, when recounted Doran's experience at 
uh, Tufts Medical Center, writing, quote, During some days, she wrote the proportions of those hospitalized because of COVID were as low as 10% of the total number reported and had uh, reported who had COVID. Right here, uh, Adrian Norman, Adrian Norman DC, I don't know who he is, two and a half years late as Dr. Uh, Lena Wen writes, the number of deaths attributed to COVID is far greater than the actual numbers of people dying from COVID. When added, uh, Doran, quote, Doran acknowledged that there is a gray zone in the data in which COVID might not be the primary cause of death, but could have contributed to it. Towards that end of her piece, when declared, quote, to be clear, if COVID, if the COVID death counts turn out to be 30% of what's currently reported, that is still unacceptably, no, it's not. No, it's not. Fuck you. If that's the case, if 30% of, of the current death count that, and by the way, it's going to be far more, right? So let's say, uh, let's say it's only 30% uh, of the current count that actually died from COVID. You're in the thousands. You're in the, you're in the thousands, dude. You're not in the millions. You're in the thousands. You lose like two, you lose like fucking you lose like 3,000 deaths from the current one we're at, just 3,000, you're already in a fucking joke of a death percentage. Especially when you consider, especially when you consider that overall, the overall percentages of infections in this country, there are 102 million confirmed cases of COVID from 2020 to now. And of 102 million plus people, 1.11 million people died. And of that 1.11 million people who died, they are now speculating that only 30% of that 1.1 million actually died. Meaning, this virus had less, had less than a 0.6% mortality rate. 0.6! You killed the entire economy and crippled the fucking globe over a joke! Congratulations. Hope you're proud. Hope you feel fucking played. And this cunt is holding on to whatever little narrative she can fucking hold on to. If thousands of people die from a disease, that's unacceptable. Bitch! Hundreds of thousands of people die every year from the flu. People shit themselves to death on toilets. You want to talk about people dying? Let's. How many people do you think died from the, from the clot shot, cunt? I'm just fucking curious. God damn. Fear monger. You gotta hold on to whatever little proportion of the narrative you can get your little fucking mitts onto, isn't it, huh? I need to ship too high. Fuck you, cunt. Proportionally, it ain't shit. Many readers on Twitter seemed frustrated with the piece, expressing that they believed the medical community had been counting that they had been counting on for years. Now and uh community had been counting for years and now that when's info comes too late it's not too late because i was reporting this shit back in the fucking day all everything she's saying is old information right and i but this article isn't an old article again this article just came out in jan uh, came out this month january 14th 2020 this thing isn't even a full two weeks old yet dude what the fuck not even 
a full mm, two-week-old article. Cunts. Cunts the whole lot of them. Okay, well, let's get back down here, shall we? Um, the experts seem to believe it had been counting on for years, and that when's info comes too late. Epidemiologist Dr. Tracy Hogue responded to when's piece, stating, quote, Spring 2021, the USA had good evidence that less than, uh, that 40% of children uh, of child COVID admissions were incidental. Or I guess that symbol would be less than 40% of COVID admissions were incidental. 2021, Denmark announced they'd uh, distinguish with versus from COVID hospitalizations. COVID plus deaths in Denmark in 2022 were 60 to 70% incidental, meaning 70% of the deaths during the peak of the pandemic in these countries, they didn't die from COVID, they died with it, meaning COVID didn't kill them. And if anything, it wasn't even their biggest gripe. The doctor added, quote, amazing how long it's taken the US to accept this is a problem. A fucking man. I've been screaming this shit to the heavens for about two and a half years now, and I've been called a conspiracy theorist and shunned by not just strangers and larger circles of people, but I lost tons of friends, families, and people I hung out with because they wouldn't associate with me because of what I was saying. And now here they are. And if they ever try to look like, you know what, man, we were all scared. Like, no, you proved yourself to be a dangerous rule follower and a threat to society. Go fuck yourself and get boosted till you croak, till you croak. Center for Security Policy Senior Analyst J. Michael Weller slammed the WAPO over the column, stating, quote, not long ago, the WAPO was calling us conspiracy theorists for saying such things. Author AJK, AJK tweeted, Well, yeah, you'd think seeing this is in legacy media would offer a feeling of vindication or resolution for those of us who have been screaming about this since 2020, myself included. But really, it's just exasperation, anger, and grief. The lies cause so much harm. The Australian journalist Adam uh, Craigden tweeted, quote, people saying this years ago were booted off social media. Brownstone uh, Institute President Jeffrey Tucker tweeted, quote, this is not just, uh, this is not just recently true. This has been true for three years. We truly do not know how many actually died from COVID, which means that that not even the CFR is accurate. Tim Cast, wow, hey. Tim Cast staff writer Adrian Norman wrote two and a half years late. Wow. I wonder if Tim, uh, okay, look, it is 9.34 p.m. as of the time of this recording. And just to prove it, you can look at uh, just right here, right? I'm going to go ground news when I started recording this. This, uh, art, uh, why can't I find it? 14 hours ago, I'm going to hit a little refresh now that I've been recording for a while. You're going to see that number tick up. It's going to be 16 hours ago. 16 hours ago. So, I, I bet Tim Pool's going to read this. I'm just saying, I, I was on top of this before Tim was, and I was more in-depth than Tim Pool was. Yeah. But, alright. That brings us to the end of this article by Gabriel Hayes of Fox News, writing in the New York Post. Now, let's wrap up this last article about Biden trying to uh, fear monger to you. How scary. How scary. 
everything truly isn't. Now, uh, I fucked myself up. Hold on. All right, now we can wrap this up. More than 1.1 million people in the U.S. have died allegedly from COVID-19 since 2020, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, including 3,700 last week. Allegedly. Most likely bullshit now that I've shown you what I've shown you. Congress has already has already blunted the reach of the public health emergency that had the most direct impact on Americans as political calls to end the declaration intensified. Lawmakers have refused for months to fulfill the Biden administration's request for billions more dollars to extend free COVID vaccines and testing and the $1.7 trillion spending package passed last year and signed into law by Biden put an end to a rule that barred states from kicking people off Medicaid, unfortunately, because you will all be socialist eventually, right? And Medicaid, Medicare is just socialist. Any type of government aid and, and, and provision that is taken from stealing from the bulk of society to give to the doesn't even count as the minority of society because they're the smallest percentage imaginable you have communism absolute communism uh kicking people off medicaid and move that is expected to see millions of people lose their coverage after april 1st fuck them quote in some respects the Biden administration is catching up to what a lot of people in the country have been experiencing said larry levitt an executive vice president for health policy at Crazier Family Foundation, quote, that said hundreds of people a day are still dying from COVID. No, they're not. Fake news. You're a lying piece of shit, Larry Levitt. Larry Levitt, you are a lying, fear-mongering cunt sucking the cock of the establishment while having the boot of the establishment firmly on your own neck. A feat of neck gymnastics I would have seemed to believe impossible until I read your joke of a take in this article here. Silence, pussy. Still, some things will change for Americans once the emergency expires, Levitt pointed out. The cost of COVID-19 vaccines are also expected to skyrocket once the government stops buying them. Good! Good. My only complaint is, unless of these dumbasses will be dying on a voluntary basis. I liked when these assholes were killing themselves by getting vaccinated. It was the best part of the vaccine. And quite frankly, it was one of the things I would bring up to people who were like, I would vote for Trump, man, but that fucking vaccine. I'm like, yeah, the vaccine's kind of dope, actually. It's killing all the people I hate. And it's doing it to them on a voluntary basis. I mean, what's there to not like? This is just fucking nominal, if you ask me, quite frankly. <clears throat> Still, some oh, I that part experience uh, buying them with Pfizer saying it will charge as much as one hundred and thirty dollars per dose. Only fifteen percent of Americans have received the recommended updated boosters that has been offered since last fall. Good. That means only fifteen percent of this of that population are fucking retards. Who should win the Darwin Awards? If you know what win the Darwin Awards means, it means you unalive yourself through your own stupidity. They should be allowed to. Quite frankly, I think we should get the Disney film crew here who filmed God, those lemons run off a cliff to film these assholes' daily lives. 
maybe in the wrong traffic, like a certain Pfizer employee who just tried to stop random cars when he thought they were Veritas cars. People with private insurance could have some out-of-pocket costs for vaccines, especially if they go to an out-of-network provider. Levitt said free at-home COVID tests will also come to an end. Good. If, they, if it happens. And hospitals will not get extra payments for treating COVID patients. They should never have gotten extra anything for treating COVID patients. Their hospitals serve a workplace hazard. Legislators did extend for another two years uh, telehealth flexibilities that were introduced as COVID-19 hit, leading healthcare systems around the country to regularly deliver care by smartphone or computer. WebMD 2.0. Fuck off. The big, the Biden administration has previously considered ending the emergency last year, but held off amid concerns about the potential winter surge, which never happened. And it didn't, they were, they warned about the winter surge in 21 and 22, and they're going to warn about it this year too. Watch, and it will, will not happen. It will not show up. It will be a fucking mirage, a fart in the wind. In case... Uh, in cases and to provide adequate time for providers, insurers, and patients to prepare for its end. Officials said the administration would use the next three months to transition um, the response to conversational methods warning that an immediate end to the emergency authorities, quote, would sow confusion and chaos into this critical into this critical wind down wind down uh no the only people who were confused were the people who've been confused since the beginning the people who were like we're mad you're killing grandma the absolute retards of our society the very people who would be confused and thrown in the chaos are the 15 percent who are retarded enough to maintain their booster and i hope that 15 percent goes bankrupt paying for their next supply and their next hit the next mm, fix if you will Quite frankly, I'm kind of sad that they won't be dying like they used to. Again, you know, God doesn't weep for the death of the wicked, but I'm not God, and I won't pretend that I'm not amused when these authoritarian dustbits fucking croak of their own volition. They did it themselves. What's not to like? Officials said the administration would use the next three months to transition the response to conventional methods, warning that an immediate end to the emergency author authorities, quote, would sow confusion and chaos into a wind-down. Quote, to be clear, uh, contagion of these emergency declarations until May 11th does not impose any restrictions at all on individuals' conduct with regard to COVID-19, the administration said, quote, they did not impose mask mandates or vaccine mandates. They did not re they did not restrict school or business operations. They did not require the use of medicines or tests in response to the cases of COVID-19. Lies! Lies! Maybe now you won't, but you did all that already. You kids, are, the kids in our country are two to three years behind, educationally speaking, depending on what state they are. Furthermore, the federal government never had any policy or ability to do any of this stuff unless they declared martial law, and that's the only window of opportunity the federal government ever actually had to do any of this clown shit. This was never allowed. This was never okay. It just happened, and you're all trained cucks, not you listeners, but the people who complied are all trained and broken lapdogs who obeyed. The government hadn't, doesn't have any authority at all to ban people from going into businesses, to ban people from getting employed, to mandate vaccines, or to enforce mask policies, or any of that. They have no authority in this country to do that. 
the government did a thing and sheeple fucking complied. And there they were doing everything the TV told them. That's what happened. Um, and besides, you didn't change, you're not enforcing these because you don't want to. If you had your way, you'd be enforcing these policies right now. No, the only reason you're not enforcing these policies is because so many people quit following them. Places unilaterally quit enforcing these fucking policies. So you don't have the support you fucking needed in order to pass this shit, you fucking clown show. But okay, whatever you say, cunts. Moving on. They do not restrict school businesses operations. They do not require the use of any medications or tests in response to co- cases of COVID-19. Never let Biden let you let you forget. He's the one who had the vaccine mandate. Not Trump, no one else, just him. In fact, Trump said even before he lost the re-election, when everyone thought he was going to win election, that the mandate, there would never be a vaccine mandate. He doesn't have the constitutional authority to do that. And even Nancy Pelosi was saying the president doesn't have the ability to mandate vaccines. And she maintained that even after there was a mandate, she was like, this isn't going to hold up. And I'm like, it's trying to save her own skin. Uh, case counts have trended downward after a slight bump over the winter holidays what bump where and are significantly below level seen over the last two winters yeah duh but even then there weren't winter spikes and also for 2020 to through 2020 it was until 2022 that the government started counting and measuring flu cases again they weren't even measuring flu shots in 2020 or 2021 clowns uh though the number of tests performed for the virus and reported to public health officials has sharply decreased because people aren't complying on monday the world health organization said the coronavirus remains a global health emergency even as key advisory panels for the group found the pandemic may be nearing a quote inflection point where higher levels of immunity can lower virus-related deaths. China, uh, China, for example, reported an unprecedented surge in December after lifting most of its COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, it didn't lift shit at all. It kept them, and then people like me got sucked into reporting that they had buckled to some of the protests, and that was all a lull for them to just go in there and start crushing the protesters down. No, they didn't lift shit. Fuck you. Zero po- the zero COVID policy is still in place there. Once before the White House announcement, Rep. Tom Cole, a Republican from Oklahoma, accused the president of unnecessarily extending the public health emergency to take action on issues like forgiving some federal student loan debts. Worthy for a Republican to talk about. Quote, the country has largely returned to normal, Cole said Monday. Intrad- it's not normal. It's not normal. Normal would be like a... a um, like a, a pre-2016 election universe. And that's not going to ever happen. And honestly, thank you for that. I'm happy. Cole said Monday introducing a Republican-backed bill calling for an end of the health emergency. Quote, every American, has, every, everyday Americans have returned to work and to school with no restrictions on their activities in the time that the government acknowledged this reality. The pandemic is over. End quote. The House was scheduled to vote Tuesday on legislation that would terminate the public health emergency. The bill's author, Rep. Brett uh, Guthrie, a Republican from Kentucky, and also related to Arlo and Woody Guthrie, 
said he still hopes the House will proceed with the vote. He said he was surprised by the White House move, but thinks the legislation may have played a role in absolutely in prompting the administration to act. Quote, I think we should go forward. He said late Monday as lawmakers returned to the Capitol, quote, if for some reason they don't do it on Monday the 11th for uh, uh, Monday the uh, do it on May the 11th, the vehicle is still there for Congress to take back the author- its authority. Yeah, they should do it anyway. And the only reason why this is happening is twofold. One, Biden did say while he was in Detroit, the pandemic was officially over. That's what the president declared it over. This is a formal thing. This is a formality. But as far as Joe Biden's concerned, he, in a, in a confused haze, said how he truly feels. The pandemic's over. Right. This is just dog and peanuts show. Furthermore, with the new House of Representatives having the ability to, you know, cut funding wherever they need to cut funding or wherever they want to cut funding, they could absolutely overturn and upend this entire fucking health issue. This, this fake fucking facade of a public health risk. You know, there's a reason why Fauci tried to flee as, ha- as fast and as far as away as he could from his position and try to maintain a government status. But that being said, this has been Inside Four Walls. I've been your host, James Madison, and I, as always, shall catch you guys later. Please like, share, comment, and subscribe, of course. Reach out to me on social media. I'm on all the platforms. Give me a follow, and I look forward to talking to you guys maybe in the comment section below. Until next time, deuce. is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem.